So we are at the end of our series on Galatians. And if you've been tracking with us and you've been following through, you'll know that last week Andy finished up in chapter six. And of course, there are only six chapters in Galatians, so that means we are at the end of the letter. So my job really today is just to wrap up and really reflect on what we've been hearing over the last few weeks and ultimately what we are taking away from this series before we move on to the next thing. And so as you reflect on the last few weeks, I wonder what has stuck out to you in this series. I wonder whether maybe it's the directness of Paul. That was something that really leapt out to me as I, as I read this letter. Because we don't see many bits in the Bible where the author is more direct. Paul really doesn't pull any punches. And you'll remember both Andy and I both referred to those verses um, in chapter three or chapter four, where he says, you stupid Galatians or you foolish Galatians. And where he starts those sentences, you know, I am shocked. I'm shocked that you're falling away from this message. And this language is really a sign of how strongly Paul felt about making sure the Galatians stayed on track and didn't fall away from the true gospel. And so if it's the directness that really sticks out to you, then that is a good thing to remember about this letter. Because if Paul felt that strongly about this message, surely it is something that we really need to sit up and listen to. Because this letter is as relevant to us today as it was in Paul's time and in the time of the church in Galatia. Or maybe it was that really helpful image that Andy used when he was teaching on chapter three, where he likened this dangerous teaching that was drawing the Galatians away from God's grace to, to a virus. He likened it to a virus. And a virus where, you know, is one that gets into the body and it makes us sick or it gets into our computer and it stops it from working and it causes havoc. And I mean, let's face it, in today's culture, we are investing a lot of resource, a lot of time, a lot of money into protecting ourselves from viruses. The government have invested millions, billions probably, in protecting us from coronavirus. And if you've bought a hand gel, if you've bought a face mask, if you've bought antivirus software from your computer, or you've done work online courses like I did a CybeSafe, like a cybersecurity training course just last week at work, then you're taking the world's viruses seriously, and so we should. But Paul wants us to take this spiritual virus that he talks about in this letter just as seriously. So whatever it was that kind of jumps out at you as you think about the last few weeks, it's really important that we take some time to really reflect on that and apply this teaching to our lives directly. And across our teaching series, myself and Luke and Andy, we have all explored the watch outs in this passage that Paul talks about. You know, Andy described them as the symptoms that we've caught this virus or that we're under the influence of this virus. And it's those symptoms that kind of show themselves in our modern day culture and, um, and our lives that we really, really need to consider. And so 
we all explored them through throughout the weeks in our teaching at different points and I have just really pulled out the six symptoms that really stuck out to me that I think are really important for us to sum up as we are leaving this letter and leaving this passage. And as we look at the six symptoms, I really want us, you know, there's not going to be anything massively new in it, it's going to be things that we've looked at already, but I, what I want us to do is really ask ourselves whether there's any that relate to us personally and if so then we're going to have some time this morning to really give those to God and just to do business with God in, in those things to give them to him and ask him what he wants to give us in return before we move on to our next teaching and, and what we're going to be doing as a church in the weeks to come because ultimately guys God wants us to be free that's what this passage is about that's what this letter is about. The title of our series was Free People, Free People. And he wants us to be free for ourselves, but also so we can reflect that freedom to the world around us and free others. So let's look together at the six symptoms that we, we see throughout the letter of Galatians that Paul explores. So symptom number one, that's this sense of self-reliance and works by human effort. In Galatians 3, verse 3, he says, Have you lost your senses? After starting your Christian lives in the spirit, why are you now trying to become perfect by your own human effort? And to help you work out whether this is a symptom that you might have, you might want to ask yourself, do you need to remember that in your weakness, he is strong? Do you need to remember that you're not made right by what you do, but by what he has done? And let's face it, he has done everything. He's done the heavy lifting for us, so we don't have to. Is there a situation in your life that you're trying to do by yourself and in your own strength? Are you trying to muster up your best performance or your best store of patience or kindness or your best performance at work? And do you need to lean back on God, remembering who he is and what he can do and be led by the spirit in all things? Because if we're trying to live by our own human effort, the good news is that we don't have to keep doing that. And there's going to be a space this morning for you to give that one over to God, that self-reliance, that, that works, that works mindset, that, that works by human effort rather than by grace. There'll be the opportunity for you to, to give that one over. Symptom number two is forgetting that we are sons and daughters of God. So I want us to cast our mind back to one of the first teachings in this series. And do you remember the story of the eagle? The eagle who had forgotten who he was. This was an eagle who had been kept in captivity, had been kept in a cage for seven years, I think. And um, eventually the owner decided, you know, it's really time for this eagle to be set free into the wild, to be able to just be an eagle. And so they took it in the cage and they took it out to the mountaintop 
and they opened up the cage, but the eagle just sat inside and didn't go anywhere. And can you remember what, what helped him remember that he was an eagle, helped him remember that he could fly free, that's what he was born uh, to do? It was seeing that other bird in the sky. It was seeing that other eagle flying free and soaring in the sky up above him. And when he saw that, and when he saw the likeness of that eagle in him, he, he was able to fly away and fly up into the sky. And Galatians 1.16 says, He revealed his son in me. He revealed his son in me. We are made in the image of Christ and his spirit lives within us. It's incredible. We're made in the image of Christ and his spirit lives within us. But sometimes we can forget who we are and we can forget what we're capable of in Christ. And Galatians 3 verse 5 says, I ask you again, does God give you the Holy Spirit and work miracles among you because you obey the law of Moses? Of course not. It is because you believe the message you heard about Christ. What Paul is saying to us here is because we have chosen Christ, we are powerful sons and daughters who have direct access through relationship to the living God. And you know, we have a God who wants to do miracles and we have a God who wants to show his provision and provide for us, who wants to give us encounters because, we are a because he is a loving father. And it's all there for the taking because we're part of his family and because we're grafted in to his family. So this morning, do you need to remember that you are a son or a daughter? Do you need to remember that you're an heir to his throne? Do you need to remember that there are heavenly storehouses waiting for you because you're a kid of the Most High? Do you need to remember that there is power in the name of Jesus? And that it's the very same power that raised Christ from the dead that lives within us today. If you need to hear that message this morning, if you're living under that symptom of forgetting that you're a son and a daughter, then we're gonna have the opportunity to respond to that this morning. Symptom number three, feelings of fear. Do you recognise any feelings of fear in your life? And let's face it, in the current context, we're living in a very fear-driven culture and there are fear messages plastered all over the media. But Psalm 23 verse 4 says, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And Isaiah 41 verse 13 says, For I, the Lord your God, hold your right hand. It is I who say to you, fear not. I am the one who helps you. 
These verses are powerful. Is there any fear in your life today? And if there is, I can tell you that God doesn't want you to live with it. So this morning, do you need to stand on the rock again and declare that God is with you in the valley and that your life is in his hands? Because placing our life in his hands, what a great place for it to be. And so if this is for you this morning, then there's going to be an opportunity again for you to respond to that, to give God your fear and to ask him what he wants to replace that with. Symptom number four, feelings of shame and guilt. Now, this is something that both Luke and I pulled out of both of the passages that we looked at in Galatians. And the thing is, when we live under a rules-based mentality, we can start to feel ashamed and guilty for not doing certain things. I don't know if you remember the story that I shared um, of the girl in our fire starters who felt really guilty about not spending time with God. And because of that guilt and because of that shame, it actually circled into a spiral of kind of self-destruction, which really pushed her further away from God rather than drawing her closer into his presence. And then she went to a worship night and Again, she still wasn't feeling particularly like close to God, but in that presence, in that um, atmosphere of worship, she just encountered Jesus and she just encountered his love and his grace and his intimacy. And, you know, it was like it, her whole mindset changed in that one encounter. And Galatians 5 verse 4 says, for if we are trying to make ourselves right with God by keeping the law, you have been cut off from Christ. You've fallen away from God's grace. So the question really this morning is, do you recognise feelings of shame or guilt this morning because you're living under a works mindset? And if so, I'd love you to spend time this morning just asking God what in his love and mercy he wants to say to you. Symptom number five, we're getting there. Five and six left. Symptom number five is feeling disconnected from God. This is where basically we start to believe that God is distant or that connection with God is earned, not given. And Galatians four, verse six to seven says, and because you Gentiles have become his children, God has sent the spirit of his son into your hearts. And now you can call God your dear father. Now you are no longer a slave, but God's own child. And since you are his child, everything he has belongs to you. The truth is God is never distant. He always wants intimacy with you. And intimacy is not earned, it's not, it's, it, you know, it's not earned, it's given. And it's given freely. And you, you can walk into the courts of the king this morning and I guarantee, just as it says in that beautiful passage in Zephaniah 3, verse 17, it says, he will take great delight in you. In his love, he will no longer rebuke you, but will rejoice over you with his singing. 
And as we were preparing for uh, this service this morning, a couple of us who have contributed this morning got the sense that God actually really wants to um, delight in us today. He wants to spend time and delight in us today. And that passage tells us that he will delight in us and he will, he will sing over us, he'll rejoice over us with singing. And maybe you need to allow the Father to sing over you this morning and take great delight in you and remind you that intimacy is freely given. Symptom number six, the final one. And this is feeling disconnected from others. And I guess you know that you have this or, you know, the symptom of this is that, you know, have you checked out of relationships? And when I say that, I, I mean the relationships where they're really real relationships. They're relationships where you're vulnerable. They're relationships where you're honest. They're relationships where they're really you. And if you started distancing yourself from others or you've walked away from community, then maybe this is something that you want to kind of bring to God today. Because Galatians 6 verse 2 says, share each other's troubles and problems, and in this way, obey the law of Christ. So particularly at this time, it's easy to isolate ourselves. In a world where we're being sometimes told to self-isolate, you know, we might take ourselves away. But there are so many ways that we can connect with each other in community and we're called to be a body and where a body is like where one part of the body is 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 finding it difficult then we're all finding it difficult and when one body part of the body is rejoicing then we're all rejoicing and so i'd really encourage you if you're in this category where maybe you're disconnected from others i'd encourage you just to reach out to someone today just send someone a text that you love and that you trust and just reach out to them or, or join a small group or, or do something that just means that you're connecting with others in the body. I'd really encourage you to do that. So they're the six symptoms that we've kind of looked at across this series. And I want us just to do a bit of a health check now. So I want us to really ask ourselves, do you have any of these symptoms? And these symptoms are gonna come up again on the screen and they're gonna be held there uh, for quite a while. And what they have is they have the six symptoms that go down one side, and they actually have the remedy, which are the declarations of truth in the Bible that might combat, um, you know, might combat them and help you out and help you into freedom. So I want us just to take a look at these things and we're just gonna like have just some time now and, and Dave's just gonna um, play some music in the background. And we're just gonna have time really to reflect and just think about whether any of these symptoms are things that we can relate to. And so as we have this time, I want you just to look at those symptoms and just identify with any that you might identify with and talk to God about the symptom. Just ask him, where has it come from? Or why do I feel like this? How does this relate to kind of how I'm living my life right now or what's going on for me? 
you might want to ask him what's causing it. Just really bring that symptom to God and into his presence right now. And if there's something that has really stuck out to you today that you resonate with, I want us to move on to really just praying together. And I'm gonna say a prayer and you can just repeat it in your own head or in your own heart or out loud in your home. And we're just gonna say, Lord, I give you my, and then name the symptom. Lord, I give you my name symptom. I'm sorry that I have let this virus into my system. As I give it to you, I pray that you would show me what you would like to give me in its place. now just spend some time asking God to show you what he would like to give you in place of the symptom that you have given over to him and that you've submitted to him. And remember that in this it will always be a gift. It will be kind. It will be something full of love that he wants to give you. more time doing this later I'd really encourage you to find a quiet space and just spend some time soaking and and meeting with God and asking him uh, what he wants to give you but let's just together just close in prayer and, and I'm just going to pray as we close um, today's service so thank you Lord that you have set us free that when you died on that cross you made a way for us to have full and free access to you and all of your goodness. I thank you that we don't need to rely on our own human efforts, that you have made us sons and daughters, that we have no reason to fear, fear or feel ashamed because of your grace. We don't need to feel disconnected from you and we're not meant to isolate ourselves. Thank you, Lord, that we're part of this incredible family with you at our head. 
and thank you that you've called us into freedom and that free people, free people. We thank you for all these things in your name. Amen.